Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. I'm Joey Christopoulos. Fantastic guest coming up in just a moment. But first, got to talk about our presenting sponsor. And who else? It's the one. It's the tried and true. It's the betonline.ag. Look, the NFL playoffs, it's in full swing. Super Bowl right around the corner. NBA, NHL. And betonline.ag has all the information that you need with up to the second odds, news, and scores, additional lines, lines, trends, info. On your desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. So what are you waiting for? Get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is only when you go to betonline.ag where the game starts. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the show. Happy New Year. The offseason is officially in full swing. Um, and it's going to be a wild one, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening wherever you get your podcasts here on SiriusXM, uh, the Believe Network, or if you're watching us here on the video uh, on the streaming channel of the Sports Talk Chicago. Thank you so much. We're going to be here all off season long. Drop your comments and questions below. Um, I'm so excited to have this guest returning to the show uh, to talk a little quarterback play um, as we launch into the abyss that is the uh, polarizing conversation of the Chicago Bears quarterback position. Um, I love him. He's a great follow on Twitter. He's a friend of the show. He's at ill will. What's up, my friend? What's up? What's up, Joey? <laughs> uh, nothing much, man. I, I want, I want to tap in with you first. Um, uh, how's your, how's your Twitter discourse these days? Is it happy? Is it healthy? Is it wholesome? How are we doing? I think everybody's is, is about the same right now. It's like, it's like, dude, it's like we got the election coming and it feels like politics. <laughs> this is the this is the important the most important quarterback selection of your lifetime and if you don't get out and cast your vote on twitter <laughs> you are you are ruining you can't even ride the fence right you can't even like you know you say well i like justin fields but i like caleb williams i live on the west coast yeah. I watch a lot of usc football no you have to pick a side and no you said no it's crazy dude it's insane right now on twitter <laughs> yeah, so I'm, we're going to walk through it here a little bit. And I think the first thing and most important thing for, for people that are watching the show and that are going to comment below is look that, you know, everyone has an opinion. Um, you know, everyone has a feeling one way or the other. I think the most important thing, man, is me and you are Bears fans. And I've been a Bears fan for way too long to mm. to go through this where we have never had a great quarterback. We're still having the same damn conversations over and over again. We're still having the same damn who's the next offensive coordinator cycle. That's a whole nother little tendril to this conversation. That's not even being mentioned. So let's just start first with Justin Fields. Um, and then we're going to work our way through it right now. Um, you know, I, I don't mean to step on your spot, but you know, you have been um, as much of a defender of Justin Fields as I have all season long. Um, so I just wanted you to open it up right here. We're going to kind of make a case for both and talk about how each option can actually be a win-win for the Chicago Bears mm -hmm. uh, as long mm -hmm. as they do certain things the right way. So uh, in your opinion right now, um, you know, where are you landing on Justin Fields? I, I think you're in the camp with me where I, I my feeling is I think that we can move forward and be a successful franchise keeping Justin Fields. Do you agree? Yes, I do. Uh, my take on Justin Fields, it had it's tied into the coaching decision, right? I felt if you killed Matt Eberflus, you had to keep Justin Fields. If you were going to move on from Matt Eberflus, fine. Get you an offensive-minded coordinator that can take and develop Caleb Williams. I do not have a lot of faith that Matt Eberflus can develop uh, a, a young quarterback. And people say, well, Justin Fields is still developing. But I think he's a further along based on what we've seen from him as a quarterback in the NFL because he's actually done it. And if you take those assets in the cap space, in the first overall round draft pick, if you trade down, 
and, or you pick Marvin Harrison Jr. And that's a popular pick. But I'm a I'm a trade for the Hall guy. Trade down, get multiple first, and then you just build a just a, a superstar team. And I still like Justin Fields' skill set. Like a lot of times, you see the highlights of uh, Caleb Williams, and you like I've seen Justin Fields do those same things in the NFL. They they say it's consistency, you know. Then you start going into the coaching, the weapons, and things like that around the guy. And there's no guarantee. And I like Caleb Williams. There's no guarantee he's just going to walk in the NFL and, and do all that stuff that he did last year at USC. So I, I just believe from a roster building standpoint that if you trade the pick and you just build this absolute awesome roster, and this is not trying to say Justin Fields can't he, – he's produced with, like, almost nothing, right? So – and if you put talent around him, then I think that he would even – he would, he would uh, advance even more. That's just my position. If you say you got DJ Moore, but you add Roma Dunze and you add uh, Bowers to Cole Komet, now you're cooking. You know what I mean? Now you're cooking with Greeks. Now you now you're building something that's that's like can now he probably will throw for four thousand yards because to throw for four thousand yards, you have to have a couple of thousand yard wide receivers. And right now he has one. I don't know what happened with Mooney. I thought Mooney was good, but I don't know if that had to do with Getsy or Mooney being hurt. But he didn't like produce up to that standard. It was basically. DJ Moore and Cole Komet and what else, you know, that he was throwing yeah. to. So if you build a roster, I think that Justin Fields will continue to grow and blossom. And the team loves him. The team loves him. The city loves him. Regardless of what Twitter says, when, you know, we, the Bears played the last home game, what were they chanting? We want Fields. That's the majority of Bears fans. They want to keep Justin Fields. The team wants to keep Justin Fields. They believe in Justin Fields. So keep him, and that way you don't ruin the chemistry. That's my take for Justin Fields. Yeah, when it comes to the Mooney thing, you know, it's tough when you when you go into an offseason with a lower leg injury and you have surgery on it and then you try and have a healthy yeah. training camp, you know, you never know, right? You never know. So I I don't I don't want to demean his talent. I just want to say sometimes that timing makes it really difficult for a guy to come back and be productive. Um there's a couple things about it. Now, look, I think there's two things that can be true at the same time. Now, you know, a lot of people, especially when they watch this show on Sports Talk Chicago, drop in the comments a lot of different kinds of stats. And look, a lot of them are pretty irrefutable, right? I mean, our fourth quarters have been a mess. I think it can extend mm -hmm. from the quarterback all the way up to the head coach with a lot of mm -hmm. the decisions that we've made, um, a lot of the problems that we've had in the second and third quarter of games. Um, I found it really interesting that fans were always focusing in on the first down and the third down. When I think specifically our second downs have been really, really awful this year in Luke Getze's offense. Um, the part about it that I want to ask you about a little bit um, is when you talk about it with Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears, a lot of this is self-inflicted from the Chicago Bears onto Justin Fields. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, we all saw this coming in a weird way, and now we're having fun with the revisionist history. Let's just start with the wins and losses at first. When you bring him in, um, you know, they were planning on starting Andy Dalton QB1. Now, was I a big fan of that? No, but they gave him all the reps in training camp and they moved forward with him. Once he gets hurt, they bring in Justin Fields and he has what, you know, the, he goes down with the naggy ship on that one. And then the mm -hmm. very next year, Ryan Poles, not explicitly, but through his roster, tells us that he's going to lose games. We're going to lose mm -hmm. games next year and we're going to rebuild this team from the ground up. So immediately when I saw that, I said to myself, they got to be really careful with that because Justin Fields could wake up one day with a win-loss record with a lot of fans that care about that kinds of stuff. And all of a sudden now that's a scarlet letter on Justin Fields. Whether that is completely his fault or not, I think it is also fair to say that if you understand the Chicago Bears and the direction that they've been going in, 
then you can say to yourself, well, that starts to make a little bit more sense. So now we're actually trying to do stuff this year. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, man. I, 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 at times, this is one of the more frustrating seasons I can honestly really remember. There's a lot of winnable games out there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a little revisionist history. If you look at it, five of our losses were two teams that are in the final eight right now of the playoffs, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange, but you know, I, you know, we were in a lot of different games and I thought Justin, despite injured, he came back and I thought he played pretty well post injury. Um, so having said all that though, the thing that you mentioned that I find it so interesting is that if we want to take everything as objectively as we can, the healthiest move for this franchise moving forward is trading for that hall, right? And mm-hmm. the thing is many picks as much draft capital as you possibly can. And, and honestly, the salary cap is healthy enough where it can absorb a quarterback. So don't worry about this rookie yes. contract. Uh-huh. No offense on that one. Yeah. But I mean, am I wrong that not only is the draft capital important because you can trade those future first-round picks for future star players, but mm-hmm. are you in agreement with me that honestly, to this point, I think the best, the biggest strength of Ryan Pohl so so far has been identification and the way that he's drafted guys. Yeah. So, so give him more picks. Like I, I look at it like this. It's not even like people make it Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams. It's bigger than that. Because if you keep Justin Fields and you trade the pick, it's Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams, but Justin Fields versus you get a you you have two first round draft picks this year. You you'll probably have two next year, and you probably have two after that. Like in three consecutive drafts, that's insane. That's how you build a roster. And let's say Justin Fields doesn't work out. Now you have multiple first round picks that you can draft, I mean trade and, and, and get a quarterback. So, yeah. I mean, if you were to get, if you were to draft Caleb Williams to me, and, and Ryan Poser said that I would have to be blown away. Like, I think he would have to be absolutely blown away. Like, this is Pat Mahomes. I can't pass on Pat Mahomes because I might get uh, Trevor Lawrence later. I got, I have mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes right now, and I have to get Pat Mahomes in order to just be like set for the next 15 years. That's the t- level of conviction that you have that. And a lot of fans have that, but you got to understand us fans, we don't have to answer for our takes. Like, I can sit up here and say, keep Justin Fields, draft Kayla Williams. I'm not the one that's going to get fired. Like, this man's job is at stake. If he messes this up, if he drafts Kayla Williams, Kayla Williams struggles, Justin Fields goes to Atlanta and blows up, he's going to look horrible. Now, if he drafts and now if he keeps Justin Fields and Kayla Williams is looking like C.J. Stroud, he's also screwed because now you passed on C.J. Stroud and Kayla Williams. I wouldn't want to be in this position. I really wouldn't. Wait, what, what? What is that? Like, real quick, Will, uh, dude. Like, I, I watch you, um, and you, I think you actually do. I think you actually do a really nice job of conversing with people on Twitter, especially through courses of disagreement that honestly get really weird and disgusting. So, what is that, man? Like, yeah. because you just mentioned that. Okay, cool. As a fan, you know, we're not going to get fired, right? But the Twitter receipts is some sort of weird, scary thing out there. And I guess yeah. my question is. What happens to some of these people that are hating on Justin? If we keep Justin Fields next year and he's on the Chicago Bears, what happens to these fans? Do they stay Bears fans or do they stay Bears fans looking for any moment to spite Justin Fields to continue the confirmation bias of their own opinion? Is that where we're at on this? Or are people going to be able to move on and support this guy? The the faction that doesn't like Justin Fields, are they going to be able to support him if we keep him? Man, I don't know. Like, this is this is how I view it. Like, everybody, because I obviously I like Justin Fields, you like Justin Fields, but all of us, if they moved on to Caleb Williams, I'd be like, okay, Caleb Williams is the quarterback. We support Caleb Williams. 
There's no problem. I'm telling you right now, believe in Bears, if the Bears select Caleb Williams, I will full support the kid. I would be like, man, I want to adjust the fields, but Caleb Williams, I think that faction, though, will do whatever they can to discredit Justin Fields, like any incompletion, because they did it this year. You saw, like, in the Twitter, like, oh, uh, they doing breakdowns. He missed this guy. He didn't hit that guy. He he fumbled the ball. Like, I think you're going to see a lot of that because you've seen it with other players, like, uh, that they didn't draft, like George Pickens. Anytime he made a catch, oh, this guy, we should have drafted him. And, you know, and I think it's going to be bad. I think, but the majority of people, like Justin Fields, and I think that if the Bears start winning, that will solve everything. So that the key to everything is the Bears have to win. If the Bears go out and win 12 games with Justin Fields, I think you'll see a lot of that quiet down. But they yeah. have to win. But that's the thing with a rookie quarterback. It's hard to win with a rookie quarterback. I don't care how good they are. It's hard to win with a rookie quarterback. Well, oh, I'll say this right now. So for the people that are not pro Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears next year, and we draft Caleb Williams, um, I got news for you guys. Like a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that come out, I don't care who you are, you got to give this kid twenty to twenty-five starts. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we put the thirty benchmark on Justin. We put it on Mitch all the time. Um, I think for any quarterback, if you look at Trevor Lawrence's numbers in his rookie season, they're abysmal, right? So even if mm-hmm. you want yeah. baseline floor, Trevor Lawrence, and I'm not even really that big of a Trevor Lawrence guy. You got to give these guys at least 20, 25 starts. So if you are on the mm-hmm. Caleb Williams train, I also don't want to hear you bitching and moaning next year when honestly maybe we're a 6-11 and 11 football team again because that's very, very yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. And that's and history yeah. says that. It's not just about Caleb Williams yeah. and me not thinking that he's one way or the other. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the really kind of interesting one. Another one I want to throw at you real quick is we're spending a lot of time on the quarterback. Justin Fields and Caleb Williams. Um I like Drake May, but honestly, I just don't think Drake May is worth when you're doing no, gamble no. <laughs> of the leader of yeah. Justin Fields. He's only 24 years old versus Drake May. I, I don't really think that's a discussion. Um, where are you on Arvin Harrison? Because I, I, I my my dream, right, is I think we're both on the same page. The health of the franchise is the most important thing. So I think tons of draft capital moving forward, you know, multiple first round picks. You know, a couple of years from now, Justin Jefferson doesn't want to be in the Vikings anymore. Oh, we got a first round pick to do that. You want a quarterback? We got first round picks to do that. Marvin Harrison's pretty incredible, right? So where are you on the trade yeah. down scenario? How far down are you willing to trade? Because I don't know if the I, the wiggle room might be at three for Marvin Harrison. Where are you on that? Man, if, if you trade down, you might lose out on Marvin Harrison. You would have to be okay with that. Now that goes into the talent evaluation. I think Marvin Harrison is good. Like, if you think he's Randy Moss 2.0, like you can you can like other guys, but if you think this guy is Randy Moss 2.0, like he's the next great one. You know, can you imagine We're DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison, Justin Fields, and Cole Komet all on the dude, like your offense would be explosive. Like yeah. that's how you get a quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards because DJ Moore and, and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to get 1,500 themselves. He's just going to be able to throw the ball to them. Like, those guys, they don't have to really be open. And I think, like, when people say Justin turns down stuff, like, because I'm like, I like Tyler Scott. I like EQ, but he's not really trusting them. The person he trusts is DJ because he knows DJ is going to get the ball. Either it's going to be an incompletion or he's going to catch it. Marvin Harrison's that good. He's like, he's kind of covered, but I'm going to throw the ball. Yeah, if you, you know, want to fundamental, if you want to do the fundamental application here of like, well, what would Marvin Harrison be like on the Bears? Can Justin Fields get him the ball? We'll just uh, example a DJ Moore. 
You bring in quality mm-hmm. players, you bring in star players, the dude's going to get you 1,200 yards. I would expect yeah. the exact same from, mm-hmm. from Marvin Harrison. Um, I'm a big Malik Neighbors guy, but again, for everybody out there that says we have to take Caleb Williams, he is a generational talent, go out there and try and find how many different, maybe not mock drafts, but try and find as many big boards that do not have Marvin Harrison as the number one player in this draft. So again, yeah. when we go back to the old cliche, the old phrase of best player on the board, the best player on the board right now is Marvin Harrison. It is not yes. Caleb Williams, right? And and that's the part that yeah. I think we're going to come around to it. We're going to go through this in stages, you know what I'm saying? One thing at a time. Mm-hmm. But that's another one too as well that honestly, that could also be a franchise changer that maybe people aren't exactly paying attention to just yet. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people that really want him. And, and he's that good. Like he, what is he, 6'5", he runs a 4'4", four, four, he can jump out of he catches everything, body control, his dad's a Hall of Famer. You know, he's just polished. Like, he doesn't have a good quarterback in Ohio State, and he's still just making plays. He, like, catches everything. He has everything. And so, like, it's hard to look at that and be like, man, if I put that on my team right now, we aren't better. And you can say Rome and Dunze and neighbors, but, yeah, they're not it's – a, it's, a, it's a little bit of a drop-off. Like, I know people are going to bring up stats. It's not about stats. It's like you watch them play. Like, I remember seeing Marvin Harrison Jr., like, a couple years ago, like that dude's different. Like and he was on the field with uh, 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 uh Garrett uh, and uh, uh, oh Garrett Wilson Olave. and uh, yeah, 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 and, and, and Alave. And you were like, this guy's different. Smith and Jigba. He was on the field with all these guys, and you could tell like he was different than all of them. Mm-hmm. And those guys are all good. So he's that good. He is that good. And it's, and that's hard to even pass up if you want to stick to the Justin Fields route because you want to give him the best possible weapon you might have one of the best wide receiver rooms in the nfl he he, he right. can come and, in the league and be like justin jefferson right away i know and that and that's that's another thing to consider for bear fans that are i don't want to keep justin fields well the consolation prize could possibly be marvin harrison um i got the opportunity to be on the sideline for ohio state wisconsin and um you can just you can just see it the way he moves he's a man he was mm-hmm. a man amongst boys um you could already tell that he was probably ready for the nfl last year um, and we also have cap space too as well to probably add a third receiver or we could draft another mm-hmm. guy if we want to. Um, and figuring that out and keep it, I always keep in mind too here on Believe in Bears, I host with Corey Wooten. And the big thing about Corey Wooten this year was that like there is a blueprint. Now, of course, everyone's giving this blueprint some shit right now because they're not in the playoffs, but he just sees a lot of the progression that the Eagles have had with Jalen Hurts the last couple of years. And he just says, hey, look at this. You know, Jalen Hurts starts kind of running around with his head cut off. They draft Devontae Smith. Bears, we acquire DJ Moore. You see a little bit more progress there. You see a little bit more in the passing game. And then what do the Eagles do? They go out and they get A.J. Brown, and then they take off. A.J. Brown, Marvin Harrison, that situation can be a little similar if you're looking for some parallels there to keep Justin Fields moving forward. And I, I, that's the thing that I think Bears fans just keep missing when it, when it is keep Justin Fields. It's keep Justin Fields, but Will, I also as a Bears fan would mandate – many substantial improvements via free agency via draft mm-hmm. around it it isn't just keep him and roll forward it's him mm-hmm. plus marvin harrison or mike evans plus drafting three technique plus maybe draft you know signing a center i mean i mean is that is, is that also fair too as well for maybe the people that would feel uncomfortable about keeping justin fields if we do keep him there is a mandate by ryan poles that he has substantially improved the roster in a bunch of different areas uh, in tandem with keeping justin Yes, I and, and and this is my this is my thing about the Bears, right? You have to make the playoffs. To me, I said the Bears were probably going to win seven mm-hmm. games, and they were going to have three or four games where you like they could have had it. 
but they need a little bit more talent. If you watch these real, look at the 49ers. They're loaded. Even the Eagles, A.J. Brown was hurt. So they lost, right? Their best wide receiver was out. So they're talented. And the Bears can get their talent on par with these juggernaut teams, right? And now you should make the playoffs. And then there's a little bit of continuity because Fields and Blues are now tied. They're married, right? The thing about the Caleb Williams, what I don't like, is the Bears, what the Bears did at quarterback, right? They kept Matt Eberflus, who's going to his third year. And people say, well, he has a four-year contract. Brother, he cannot survive three losing seasons, right? He he went three and what 14 the first year. He went seven to 10. Progress. Next year, you should be in the playoffs. You should win 10 games. So now if you mm-hmm. go with the rookie quarterback, they lose, like you said, they go six and what, 11. Now he's fired. Here we go again. Now you got the head coach fired. You got a second year quarterback. Now you could bring in another head coach that supposedly liked this kid and going to coach him up. Now he's on this third offense in three years because he had an offense in college, offense with the Bears, and now he has a totally different offense. So we're just doing the same crap over and over. So are you like so like real quick? Are you ready? Real quick, are you ready for the article where they go, Caleb? Have they um have they asked you anything about the head coaching meetings? Have you sat in any of those meetings? And he's like, no, I'm just a player. It's like it's the same. Yeah. Time, oh, time's a flat know, circle. And then now they try. Now they got a coach that's trying to fit him into the system that he doesn't fit. It's like you know we've been doing this shit since Jay Cutler. You know, like Jay Cutler, Mr. Trubisky, Justin Fields. Like, can we just marry the coach and the quarterback and just say you ride or die? Like the yeah. moment they got rid of Lovey, they should have got rid of Jay. You know, the two they brought in, Ryan Pace, they should have said, he's done, drafted quarterback, we're not doing this crap. But Pace came in, hired uh, John Fox, drafted the quarterback. John Fox is like, oh, my God, we drafted a quarterback? And then they fire him the next year to bring in Matt Nagy. It's like, it's just this, it's just chaos. So my thing is like, I don't care, bro. Like, I'm tired of you doing this because I know how this story ends. We've been Bear fans for a long time, right? I know how this story ends. Just keep if you were going to go with Kayla Williams, I was like, fine, just hire John Harbaugh, you know, just hire who's the Ben Johnson, just, just fire flus, hire Harbaugh, hire Johnson and just roll with Kayla Williams. Don't, don't do this whole, we got the quarter, we got the head coach, but he's in the hot seat. No, 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 no. If you're going to keep flus rise to die with fields, in my opinion, that's how I see it. If I was the GM, because I can just justify yeah. firing flus, getting rid of the fields and then draft them on guys. It's the one thing, and look, I, I like a lot about Ryan Poles right now. Um, what he does with his second round picks has been a little plus, a little minus. Um, uh, the thing that I, the blind spot I'm I'm hoping is not this Eberflus situation. Um, the guy lost 13 in a row at one point. I think he's two and ten against the NFC North. He hasn't beaten the Green Bay Packers yet. Like, look, even you know outside of Bears fans, that shit means something, mm-hmm. um, and it just hasn't been good enough. I mean, the fact that he's the way that our team looked, injuries aside, to start the season so ill prepared, so non competitive for the first month of the season. Um, look, you can say that if you're an Andy Reid team and you got some skins in the wall, you can't see that. Say that if you're Matt Eberflus. I thought that was such no. a damning way to start the season and so disappointing. Um, hooray, they got it together and they yeah. finished strong. You know, I, I don't. I don't get the brownie points with that one. So I'm with you, man. I'm really hoping that that isn't one of the major missteps amongst all of this, um, you know, you know, this uh, legacy defining off season for the Chicago bears right now, Um, because I'm with you. I just don't know if there's a world where three or four years from now, we're going to be like Matt Eberflus is still our head coach. 
Um, and look, defenses, in my opinion, um, last shorter than election cycles, right? Those you get about two, mm -hmm. three windows, two, three year windows with defenses before you got to have to kind of turn it over. Um, mm -hmm. So that's another thing to keep in mind with Irafus. Uh, we got a couple more minutes here with um, with Ill Will at Ill Will. Follow him on Twitter. Fantastic, uh, fantastic follow on Twitter for all your Bears content. Got a fantastic podcast too as well. Um, I want to do both sides of the coin here. Uh, let's start about it. We've teased it kind of throughout of it. Um, tell me, what do you what do you like? What do you love about Caleb Williams? Being at, you know, we live on the West Coast, right? So I watch USC. I got a lot of USC friends, right? I didn't go to USC games, right? It's like watching the Lakers. I'm a Bulls fan, but the Lakers are always on the TV, so I watch them. So I watch a lot of Caleb Williams. I like Caleb because I've seen him do things, and this is my thing about him and Drake May, right? I've seen Caleb Williams do things on the football field that Drake May can't. He just can't, right? Like, you know, he's like, one time he fumbled it all, picked it up, and like chucked it 70 yards down the field. It's like, that's pretty impressive. That's, that's a special talent. I'm not calling him generational because I don't know. I don't scout quarterbacks, but I know that's a special talent. And I can see the reasoning behind it. If you think this guy might be the next Mahomes, you have to draft him. You have to draft him regardless of what the rest of the team is doing. You have to get, you have to get this talent in the Chicago Bears if he's going to be the one that we've always been searching for, that we thought Jay Cutler was, that we thought Mitch was, that we thought Justin Fields was. And you just have to – you have to draft him. Uh, but I think he's going to take some development because a lot of issues I see with Bear fans because they don't watch him. They just read D Daniel Jeremiah's, like, scouting report. He fumbles the ball. He holds on to the ball. You know, he plays hero ball like Justin Fields. You Sounds know, familiar. So, yeah. like, yeah, he's going to need development. And then I just say I don't know if this staff is able to. But from a pure talent standpoint, and, yeah, if you want to talk about the rookie contract and all these guys on defense like Jay, uh, uh, J.J., and that are going to be up to get paid that you can have a guy on a rookie salary and pay all these defenders and, you know, DJ Moore and whoever else you want to keep in the offensive line. Cause you know, you got Tevin Jenkins, eventually Braxton Jones and, and Donna Roddy going to have to get paid. So I can, I can see that. And from a, like I said, from a raw talent standpoint, yes, he may be, it's hard to say because this is college, right? So from a pure passing standpoint, he has he probably has more arm talent, like angles being able to throw the ball better than Justin, but Justin's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger, might even have a bigger arm. Uh, and then like Justin's probably a better, at least from what we've seen, is a better leader. His teammates love him. He's a leader of men. And you can question Caleb Williams, some of the things he's done. He's young, so he's gonna do stupid stuff. So I don't want to hold that against him. What he's like 22. I did a lot of stupid yeah. stuff when I was 22. <laughs> so, so, but I see it from that perspective. But, you know, that he's talented. He's talented. I, I can't deny that he's talented, but we've seen this movie before. And, you know, it's rookie quarterbacks is like rolling the dice, man. You just don't know. Yeah, the, the thing just I just – I I know people love throwing out there the rookie contract. And, and look, I get I it. it. <laughs> but there's two things There's two things to keep in mind, right? First of all, is like the rookie contract is great when you have fantastic players on your own team that you want to resign. So, Jalen Johnson, I'm mm -hmm. with you. But other than that, like we're still, I, in my opinion, still trying to build a roster that has a little bit more blue chip type players mm -hmm. that are just sitting around there. The second part is, uh, what are you spending your money on, right? I mean, offensive line, I totally get. But uh, who is the quarterback, Bouye or whatever? Like, I don't need to spend a ton of money on a twenty-eight year old safety or cornerback. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where sometimes free agent, that's where free agent dollars sometimes go. And excuse me, they go out there to die. Um, so. The rookie contract thing doesn't really bother me all that much because if you 
trade for a bunch of picks, then drafting guys that you'll also have. Then you have five guys on rookie contracts supplementing the quarterback contract. So that's, I mm-hmm. negate that completely. Um, you know, look, I, I'm with you. I'm uh, my, my thing with Caleb Williams, his arm talent is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. The arm angle, the arm selection, the creativity, um, the release point. Um, if you like bubble screens, Bears fans, uh, he can throw one because he look he can get the ball out quick, yeah. right? The reason why people mm-hmm. are like, oh, we love Tyson Bajan was part of the things that Caleb does really well. Um, I really – I've come around on his footwork a little bit. I think the way he climbs the pocket and moves in and out, I think the footwork is very reminiscent of what Patrick Mahomes has learned to learn to implement into his game um, to manipulate mm-hmm. and move around the pocket. And, you know, he has some decision-making red flags, but I think he does a really interesting job of already innovating and using his eyes to manipulate defenders that I think that he can get better at. Um, yeah. The size, the size scares me a little bit. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's six one. Um, I don't think it's nah, something that, you know, I, yeah, I don't either. I'm six one, yeah. and I'm like, hey, don't yeah, exactly, that. exactly. You know how it is. You, you stand next to somebody, you say, uh, <laughs> no, okay. you're five eleven, sure. brother. <laughs> uh, and, and the only thing about that is because we're talking about risk and we're talking about mitigating risk right now. Is that look, you're seeing it with right now. Jalen Hurts is not finishing his season healthy. Um, you know, you you see it from guys get banged up that do. You know, Lamar Jackson is have is having a healthier this year. He's not always healthy. Justin Fields not always healthy. So when you talk about guys that are off script and making plays outside of the pocket, you know that is a collateral effect that you have to keep in mind. And his size does in fact worry me. Um, the other one too as well is let's talk about these broken plays, right? And I just want to get your take on this because it's so funny that everyone goes, well, he's so incredible when the play breaks down and it's unscripted and I'm like, can we just run plays that work? <laughs> can I get a guy that runs the plays that don't break down? Um, exactly. If the play's breaking down, that either means your receivers suck or your offensive coordinator is calling a bad play. So like, there's a part of me yeah. there too. That's just like, well, that's great and everything, but I would actually prefer Caleb just throwing the ball in the pocket and in rhythm and on time. And that's a little bit of what I heard that he needs to work on. Um, just so like look, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like the guy we have, and then uh, and then you brought up a really great point too, as well. Was we don't know for a fact. I think Justin off the field has handled himself as well as any Bears quarterback that we have had in our organization. And look, if you want to say as a Bears fan, hey, we've never had a great quarterback. We are starving for this. We are thirsty for it. We are foaming at the mouth for it. Then you also have to understand the pressure that comes with that in this city and the quarterback who's there, who's going to be able to handle it. And to Justin's credit to this point, I think he's actually handled it really, really well with fantastic perspective and insight. And I think the dude actually really does care. And if you care about a great quarterback in Chicago, you care about the quarterback in Chicago, caring about that. I'm sorry if that sounds weird, but it's absolutely true. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot to learn about Caleb Williams. I think that there's a lot to like. I think the stuff that you don't like isn't as huge or as red flag oriented as people want to make it out to be. But the question I think that you're raising is that how incrementally how incrementally better can it be from Justin um, mm-hmm. in the coming years? And I think that's the question that no one knows the answer to. Yeah, that's that's a huge question because I personally think, and, and, and people can't, if you if they're really honest with themselves, Justin is as talented as any quarterback in the NFL. I mean, arm talent. He throws from arm angles. He he does a little sidearm stuff. He throws the, he has a cannon for an arm. He he's has a he runs four three speed. He's built like a linebacker. You know, 
he has everything. He has all the tools. It's not like you're looking at a guy like, ah, this guy doesn't like, you know, just doesn't have this or doesn't have that. He has everything. And so for me to be a Bear fan, to finally get a guy that you feel like has all the physical tools and actually he's like a combination of Jay and Mitch, right? Mitch was a nicer guy than Jay. Jay didn't, but Jay was like freaking, he he was unflappable as far as like people talking crap. He just didn't care. Mitch cared too much to the point where he's turning off TVs. And then Justin's like, he cares, but he he's unflappable. And he's talented as hell. And it's just like, for me, once I'm just like, okay, I get you want the new shiny thing. But for once, can we give our quarterback everything he needs? Because I think he might be the guy. Caleb might be the guy too. But I honestly think if you gave Justin Fields a competent offensive coordinator, solid weapons, solid protection, he would be a hell of a quarterback. And we've seen it. Last year, at, like from the, the Denver game on, then he had a couple games where he wasn't all that. That happens to every quarterback if you watch enough football. Not every quarterback throws to three hundred yards and three touchdowns every game. They they just don't. And guess uh, what? You know what? I don't know. I don't know if Justin Fields is ever going to be that guy. Not because he can't do it, but that just isn't the style of play that I think makes him so damn effective. I mean, I've yes. been talking with this about Corey for years and years and years. That it's 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 not an equal comp, but if you kind of look at how. Cam Newton has led his team mm-hmm. in the past. Led the dude, dude won a Super Bowl or led to a Super Bowl, excuse me, and won an MVP. So don't say that Cam Newton did not have a good career. Um, yes. But if you watch him, the stats weren't always like reflective of like they weren't Drew Brees numbers. But every yes. single time it was, oh wow, it was like wow, two forty-five, a touchdown, eighty-five rushing t- rushing yards, two touchdowns, and they kicked the shit mm-hmm. out of somebody. And honestly, yeah. at the end of the day, as long as we're winning games and we're looking good, and if you believe in this defense, like I think a lot of Bears fans came around to feeling in the second half of the year. I don't know. I know we want the 4,000-yard passer, but I don't know if Justin Fields needs to be that to be the winner that he wants to be. Um, no. Two, yeah, two things Two things really quick uh, before we get out of here. The first one is I've seen you comment on Twitter. I just want to put it out there right now because it's probably already in the comments, and it's probably already going to piss me off. Um, I just want to get your take on people uh, not wanting to draft Caleb Williams um, because he cried after a game and because he paints his fingernails. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, I mean, I don't know. You're, 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 your yeah, thoughts yeah. on that bullshit, and then I'll go. Yeah, it's. I mean, like for people, like I joked about him crying, right, on the sideline. But it's a joke. Like, but it's a difference between if you actually believe that he shouldn't be drafted because he cried, right? He's twenty, like twenty something years old. Like, it's okay to joke about it. Like, we're men, and so we are. Oh, yeah. And I'm a soldier. I was in Iraq, and I'm like. Yeah, you shouldn't cry, but I'm like, whatever. Like, that's not gonna make me not draft him. And and whatever for whatever reason, the young kids they paint their nails like they, it's like a thing. I'm like, I'm like, I can admit that's not my generation, but so I don't try to act like I'm 20 years old because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> we doing things that when I was 20, we wore our pants all like hanging down to our knees. So like we had our we had our. I was gonna issues. say, I was gonna say, Jenko <laughs> jeans or chain wall. Do you have yeah. a chain yeah like you know we all had our thing right you know so like whatever that that wouldn't stop me from drafting him. like you can't you can't yeah, go in there like, I, but he paints his nails <laughs> it's just like i'm sorry it's just like the biggest like who gives a shit about it yeah. like am i like and the crying thing is hilarious to me because i don't know if you've ever watched a chicago bulls game before uh, i think we've seen yeah. michael jordan cry um, after winning some titles, I'm pretty sure I saw Arnold Palmer cry um, after playing his final golf match. I'm pretty sure I've seen Tiger Woods cry um, in moments of great triumph. 
Um, and, and I bet you there, there's moments where they've cried after great losses that we just don't get a chance to see. So um, if you believe in passion and someone that plays a sport, when it overwhelms them and overcomes them, I mean, that's the stuff that happens. I mean, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I, people are going to say, like, don't they're going to call him crybaby Caleb in the comments. <laughs> and it's just like we have to just yeah. try and get we got to move a step above that, guys. Just like a step above yeah. the discourse. Yeah, just like it, a tiny it, little. I, Twitter, you're going to you're gonna get jokes. Like, I've joked about it. So oh, I'm not sure. going to lie. Act like, yeah, I've joked about it. But like, I'm, I don't take it serious. You know, and some people, people on either side take it serious. That's what I'm saying. The, though. People are seriously, people are seriously <laughs> won't do it because he paints his nails. And I just, I don't care. I just yeah. don't care. Wasn't Cole Beasley talking about some player that painted his nails? Cole Beasley was like, I don't know what's up with these young kids. And that's why I say that's when you got to realize. Yeah. Like I'm a, like, I'm a nineties hip hop head and I heard mumble rap and I was like, okay, I guess I'm just not cool anymore. Cause <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like odd biggie Eminem 50 cent. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, that ain't mine. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm isn't old. it, isn't it awesome? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it awesome that the stuff that we grew up with is way better than any other generation ever. Yeah, exactly. And every other generation yeah. says that afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. But it's funny because my daughter is, you know, she's 13. And so she's like, uh, my generation, I'm like, I saw you wearing a Nirvana t-shirt and a TLC t-shirt, so that tells me everything, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> They're selling them for like 12 bucks at Target, like our favorite yeah. bands. Like, back then. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, thank you so much for coming on to Believe in Bears. Uh, follow uh, at Will, at Will, Will, at Ill Will. Uh, Will, man, thanks so much for coming on, dude. Um, I love thank your you, perspective, man. dude. Love following you on Twitter, dude. Um, I love that you can come on. I love the fact, too, as well, that we're people that that believe in Justin Fields but want what's best for the Bears. And yes. from my personal opinion, I think that is the yeah. best path forward for the franchise. Um, I'm going to root for Caleb Williams. I will support Caleb Williams. I also see a world where the Bears can be highly successful with Justin Fields. And I, I kind of I feel like that you feel the same way. So thanks for coming on yeah. and talking, talking with me. Thanks man. for having me on. Thanks for having me on, brother. Anytime. Yeah, dude. Uh, today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. we got plenty more to come in this offseason. Uh, comment and question below. Be respectful to those below you. Be respectful to those around you. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. We will be back soon. And remember, bear down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.